this Maker Series podcast, I'm joined by the award-winning painter, Hester Berry. So, welcome, Hester. Hiya. <laughs> Let's get straight to the point. Why did you start a creative business? Uh, well, I've, I've always loved painting. It's kind of the name, it's the thing that I've, I've always been good at that's you know I've always loved it and I, I sold paintings first when I was 15 and I was able to sell paintings I did for for school and then for uni so it just um, made sense to keep trying to do that to keep to keep on doing it and try and make a living from it really and all the bits that came with that like maybe a bit of teaching here and there um, commissions exhibitions it all started to grow and feed into to what I'm doing. So you went to uni, where did you go to uni? Went to Aberystwyth, University of Wales. Oh, and then I studied in, um, I did my, M- that was for my degree, I did my MA in Wimbledon after that. And did you go straight from uni into selling your own work? And how was that for you? Yeah, I, I had, um, um, I, I'd kind of gone home and worked in a pub in the holidays um, in between like, you know, Christmas and summer and Easter from uni. And there was one summer, I think after I finished my degree, that I thought, I'm going to see if I can... I'd always sold paintings alongside, you know, working in a pub. But after, I I think after I'd finished my degree, I thought, let's kind of risk it and see if I can get away with not going back to work in a pub. And, um, And luckily it worked out. So I was able to sustain myself for a little while on my paintings. And once you know you can do it, it's you know, you can, you can just try and build it up and, and go from there. Great. And I, I know that you lived for a while in Brighton. How does that compare to North Devon? It's interesting. There's not actually that many galleries in Brighton, but it's a good, or there weren't when I was there, but it was a good central place to go to other galleries um, in London and um, along the South Coast. And it's good it's good spot to reach other places. Obviously, there's a lot of cultural things happening in Brighton as well. Um, which made it inspiring and gave you ideas. And there's a lot of people interested in um, art. And there was, a, there was a huge drawing community that was really involved within Brighton. So although actually in Brighton, there weren't that many exhibiting opportunities, there was a lot going on. Whereas in Devon, there's not quite so much easily available, but there's, well, being a landscape artist, I really enjoy the, the countryside and the, the inspiration I get from nature around me in North Devon but the, and the things that there are there are actually more galleries closer to me in North Devon I think than there were in Brighton really so there there are opportunities and people who are involved in the arts although there don't seem to be quite as many are perhaps more serious about it and really hard working and you know, not that people aren't hardworking in Brighton, but I think it's harder to make it in Devon, so you have to be more committed, perhaps. So you show your work in Devon and around the UK. Do you show anywhere internationally? Um, I, I have uh, shown in other countries occasionally, not very often. Um, there was an exhibition in Portugal that was linked to some old um, student friends from Wimbledon, and there was um, the odd affordable art fair that's gone overseas that I've had work taken to but mainly at the moment in the UK there's a couple of places in Devon that I've shown there was the White Moose which sadly is no longer and but there's the Burton Art Gallery that has 
an annual summer exhibition that I normally put some work into. There's a couple of galleries in Cornwall, in Port Scatho and in St Ives where I show. And then further afield, there's London, um, Cheshire, Newcastle sometimes. Yeah, I, I try to kind of spread it out if I can and try to go with galleries that aren't too close together if possible. But main, yeah, mainly in the UK. What's it like working from North Devon and showing around the UK? Do you find galleries support you with that? Yeah, there's the galleries can are normally really helpful, actually. There's some that um, really go out of their way to help with delivering the work and collecting work. It's, um, it's not too difficult. I did used to just drive work everywhere. When I lived in Brighton, if I needed to deliver work, I would drive. But um, now I've kind of got into the swing of using couriers and knowing, you know, it's, especially if there's, it's sort of delivery that makes it more difficult. But I, I use a courier whenever I can, and that seems to be fine. Um, it is nice getting away and delivering work myself and going to see my own shows myself as well. But it's just slightly more difficult from Devon. But then I guess it depends where exactly I'm trying to get to. It, yeah, it's full of inspiration so I think galleries are, are happy for me to be in Devon painting Devon landscapes and then go slightly out of their way to, to help me logistically with the work. That's good to know it's interesting learning about how artists interact with people outside of the county and I guess it's like you build up a working relationship with the galleries and then you work out a strategy on how best to support each other. Yeah, I mean, the Cheshire Art Gallery I'm, I show with, I've got family um, up in Cheshire and Staffordshire. So I do actually, I'm, I'm up there a reasonable amount painting the landscape around there. So I do show some of those works with the Cheshire Art Gallery. Um, but actually, interestingly, they're not that they're not that desperate for me to be painting local scenes all the time. They're quite happy for me to they're quite happy to show a range of landscapes it doesn't all need to be local whereas there are some galleries in Cornwall that do best with local scenes so they're they're less keen to have anywhere that's not um a, a landscape a Cornish landscape so it, it kind of I guess it depends on the on the market so moving on to our second question which is what challenges you have faced whilst growing a creative business so what are your main challenges um, well, there's the uncertainty, I guess, which um, I, was, I, I was painting through the recession, um, you know, from 2008. And that, although it was the effects were delayed for me, um, it seemed to be like a knock on effect. I wasn't immediately impacted, but then I felt it a couple of years later. Um, and it's it's difficult. You know, sometimes you have to you know get get additional work from elsewhere to try and bolster it but to cope with oh and I, I guess it's going to I, I don't know what's going to happen now because I'm assuming this will be a bigger recession but the impact is it's sort of distorted and delayed for artists I think um it's well so it is for me anyway for people buying my paintings at the moment galleries are, are sort of doing okay but we'll see because it is tricky but there's it, it seems sensible to have a buffer so I'm not caught unawares if things get tricky for a couple of months or a couple of years. So, you know, keeping keeping money in savings so that you, um, if you can, so that you can cope with the flux of your income. Um, 
and I guess self-motivation is another thing. Lots of people say that, and I definitely had that. But since I've had children and my time has been reduced, my motivation has shot up. So now, when um, when I've got time to paint, I make use of it without messing around, really, um, without procrastinating. There's some really good points there in the way that if your time's limited, you have to really focus, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I guess one more thing that you seem to see that I have heard a lot lot of other people say, um, especially if they're working from home is, and I I found this in the past, um, is if you're working from home, people think friends and family um, or, or, you know, other people make can make demands on your time. And because they think you've you've not gone to a workplace, you're working from home, therefore you're free. And although you're flexible, so you have got the luxury of being able to do this sometimes, if it's your allotted working time or if you've got a lot on, it's it's quite difficult to say no, it can feel a bit mean. But um, it's, uh, I've kind of learned that, I think uh, moving down to Devon and having more space in my in my home, I've got some, you know, an actual studio. So when I disappear up to my studio, I, I'm not interrupted it's my time to work so it's a bit like going to work and yeah you just have to be able to say no (laughs) if you can when people interrupt want to um interrupt you you know ask you for a favor or something and again that sounds really mean but you sort of need the boundaries so that you can get on with work because otherwise like time just kind of runs away with you and when you've got you know your allotted window just gets eaten away and that can be quite frustrating Yep, I know all about boundaries and trying to keep to them. (laughs) It can be really difficult, but I think it is really important. So how do you actually make it work? I know you've just talked about the recession and you gave some great tips about keeping a buffer. Um, So day to day, what does day to day life look like for you? Um, Are you full time, part time, self-employed? How do you make it work? I'm self-employed. My husband's also self-employed. He's creative as well. So it's, we try to balance out with each other. I I think I'm quite lucky. I don't know what my working day would look like if I didn't have my husband to be there to help out with various things. So it tends to be that the evening before we'll say who's working tomorrow and either we'll share the day or one of us will be doing childcare while the other one is working it's quite ad hoc and at the moment it's been weighted towards me because for the you know for the past few months music the music industry has not been doing so well so I've been taking advantage of more time to work normally it works out fairly even we're lucky because we can say if one of us has got a lot of work on we can say right well you just have a few days working it doesn't have to be fair time wise as long as it's you know it's is based on need really having a studio at home means that I can work in the evenings as well so I can you know I can just come and do a little bit here and there if I need to and are you full-time I don't know it's difficult to tot up the hours I I guess yes (laughs) but at odd hours so full-time but at odd times so if I'm not like I'll spend today I'm spending the whole day painting I know I have got a little bit of work to do in the evening as well days where I'm just looking after my son I may do some work in the evening yeah it's all it's kind of irregular time so I guess I guess full time but spread wherever I can find it really and you paint you teach how how else do you make a living through your creative passion the main thing is painting um uh, over the past few months I've done a lot of teaching online and that's opened up 
new opportunity. It's closed some doors, but it's opened up a lot of new opportunities. I've got a much wider audience now. Um, my, I've got, you know, I can teach people all over the world. I can have models from all over the world and I can choose what times suit me really to do it. So that's been, that's been great. Painting is my main source of income, I think, at the moment. Um, it's, I, I've got, the, I've got, I, I make paintings that help me develop as an artist. So investigations or, you know, something that I feel is a challenge to myself. So I'm growing as an artist. And then normally, and luckily for me, I can normally find a gallery to exhibit those paintings. And then there's commissions which are more prescriptive and often they actually correspond with something that I would like to paint because people see people see my paintings in galleries and that's why they asked me to do a commission. So often it's something that I would um, enjoy painting anyway. So something along the lines that I would choose to paint. Uh, but um, sometimes portrait paintings, sometimes slightly more prescriptive. I don't do quite so many commissions at the moment, but I do enjoy doing them because often the fact that they're pres prescriptive, although it's limiting, is a challenge, which is also good for development, I think. Um, and then there's sometimes little drawings for various um, commissions or reasons. So. Yeah, it, it, it's mostly teaching or painting. I mean, you were commissioned to draw and write a book recently. Oh, yes. I forgot about that. <laughs> that was almost, I think that was almost two years ago to the day that I handed that in because I handed it in. I was, the deadline, I had to sort of hurry it along because I was due to have my second child and the deadline was kind of day of my due date, around the time of my due date. And as soon as I handed it in, I went into labour that day. Wow. So um, I know that's <laughs> about two years ago because it's my son's birthday in a couple of days. So we, it's, uh, yeah, that was, that was fun. I've never done anything. I have done a little bit of writing to do with teaching before, but that was quite an undertaking. I've never done anything quite like that. That's been such a collaborative work. So doing, you know, I did all the, the writing and drawing myself, but then it was, back and forth with editors and just trying to refine it and make it as readable as possible but it was really interesting um did they approach you and how did that come about a friend from brighton who who runs draw brighton which is a big community life drawing thing he's written lots of books for hachette and he he put my name forward to them so they got in touch with me which was great. That's a good example of networking and sharing job opportunities. So that was lovely. Wonderful. It's all about the networking. <laughs> but I, I also guess it's not about, you know, hi, my name is and having an agenda. It's about authentic networking. I, I, I really don't like that. And I think as far as I'm aware, you know, self-aware, I think I've managed to avoid doing that. Like I know how to use social media things but I, I I don't like doing things that I find cringy so it's nice to, it's nice that just you can you can um take advantage of networking without schmoozing too much definitely right we're going to move to our last question which is do you have one piece of advice you would like to share about growing a creative business um I think I mean there's obvious things like hard work and just keeping going and trying everything but the the main thing that I've found has brought me happiness and equilibrium is 
being except sort of setting yourself and accepting a realistic bare minimum for how you how you want to live and trying to sustain that through your work so if you if your bare minimum is you really need to to travel and you need luxuries or you need security for your peace of mind it might be that a career as a painter isn't the one for you but if you can if you can kind of feed yourself and your family and keep yourself warm and dry and have the odd little I don't know, have the odd little treat that might be achievable that's kind of the goal I've set myself as long as I can survive so yeah you need to you need to sort of ask yourself what you want to get from it and it, and if that if that works out from from you authentically making work I think it's very much about keeping your passion authentic rather than pushing yourself so hard that you start to hate it and there's also the balance between lifestyle and also keeping a roof over your head yeah that's it is that that the, the balance between lifestyle and authenticity in what you're making and and it, on a sliding scale from authentic to really really commercial and inauthentic well not inauthentic but you know selling out on somewhere on that scale that you're happy with balanced out with somewhere on a scale from just survival to all the luxuries you want to be able to afford thank you so much hester for sharing so many really amazing insights i'm just really excited about delving in deeper during our masterclass. Mm -hmm.